great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Shout, a Buffalo Bills football podcast brought to you by Tops Friendly Markets. Gear up for game day. The opener for the Bills is coming now through October 28th. Every time you use your Tops Bonus Plus card to purchase participating brands like Pepsi, Campbell, Smithfield, and so many more, you're automatically entered for a chance to win hot prizes to elevate your food game. You might also win a jersey every time Buffalo scores a touchdown. For complete details, visit topsmarkets.com backward slash red zone. Today's episode is an awesome interview with Jordan Palmer, quarterback guru and host of the quarterback room, the QB room podcast, uh, which featured an interview with Josh Allen a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jordan and I talk a little bit about his relationship with Josh, how it's evolved over time. And he even had a little something to say about new bills, tight end Dalton Kincaid. You're not going to want to miss that for our interview. Stay tuned. It's coming up right now. What's up, everybody? I have an awesome show for you today. Uh, Jordan Palmer, uh, quarterback guru, host of the QB Room uh, podcast that all Buffalo Bills fans should check out because I believe, Jordan, you now have two episodes in the timeline with uh, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Uh, Why don't we start there and take us into this latest conversation with him going into uh, a big year here for the Bills? Yeah, well, I mean, the show itself, um, it just kind of was birthed Kyle Allen, who's now a Bill, um, from uh, from us not, you know, a lot of times people start a podcast, or they start a show or they whatever, because, um, you know, they have a lot of conviction about wanting to do something right, or I want to build something big. And for us, it was rare because there's a billion podcasts out there. It was rare where we go, wait, nobody's actually doing this. Nobody's able to pull off getting all the best guests and I have a background in T I've done TV. I didn't do it at a high level because I'm not famous or relevant, but I did ESPN and for a while and Fox and whatever and NFL network. And what I realized is in those production meetings, like no matter what time of year it is, there's a cutoff. It's like 73, 75, 80% of every show you have to be talking quarterback. Mm -hmm. And so you'd sit in these production meetings with these major networks and it's like, it doesn't matter what time of year it is. You have to talk quarterback. And I was always like, yeah, but no quarterbacks ever want to do these. It's always an obligation to do a podcast, to do a 15-minute phone call interview. The, and then the more famous they get, the harder they are to get. Mm-hmm. And so we we started kind of talking to our buddies, Kyle and I, because one way or another, we kind of know everybody. And uh, so we started this show out of going, nobody always gets the starting quarterbacks. And whether like Rogan and full send, and it doesn't matter. Like you can't. And unless it's a friendship thing. And uh, for my, I've been around the quarterbacks my entire life, been a part of the elite 11 for 25 years. So damn near everybody's gone through that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Kyle being a current player and being the coolest guy in any room. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it made sense for us last year. We kicked it off with Josh this year. He was episode two. Uh, Caleb Williams is episode one, uh, but it's season two. And, and we talked a lot of ball last week. Well, 
we talked a lot with Josh last week, a little bit about a little bit about ball, a lot about golf, off season travel, fun stuff, all the stuff that nobody really gets access to. One of the really fun parts of, of that show was, you know, going into the the idea of the Netflix documentary and if he'd want to do quarterback at some point. And you had a, a cool comment on there about you almost want him to do it so people can kind of see Josh, like behind the scenes, like what he's like, how funny he is, because being the guy that he is, the superstar quarterback, I mean, he's in a handful of, of athletes now that in terms of superstardom, you, you don't get to peel back the curtain as much, and but you get to see him in that real life form, and he's just one of the guys, right? I, I actually, not to like change it, you know, or say you're wrong. I, I don't think he's one of the dudes. I, oh, okay. I I don't think he's like one of those guys where he's just like, he's a guy's guy and he's super cool. I, I take football aside. This is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Like at any phase, like go back to middle school and, you know, Darren Covey was really funny at Miguel Hills middle school. And then like in high school, like, you know, my buddy Ross Resnick, he was hilarious. Like I go through the light, like, I played football my whole life. I played football until I was 30. You know what I mean? Regardless of career, whatever. I played football from fourth grade till I was 30. Josh is one of the funniest people I've ever come across. And it's not just the movie quotes. It's just, he's just genuinely. And you guys, as a fan base, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I played with Ryan Fitzpatrick his second year in the league. It was my rookie year. Like, again, one of the funniest people I've ever been around and authentic and genuine and all that. Right. Not funny because he memorized the joke. Funny because the guy's funny as shit. It's it. And so, yeah, that's what I want people to see. He's not like a nice guy and a, and a good dude. He's a lot more than that. And, and, uh, and then when you add in the type of player he is, you know, and the physicality and the toughness and all that stuff, um, I, I actually think he's one of one right now. And, um, and I'm uniquely positioned to have that opinion because one way or another, I've kind of been around everybody that's playing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, I want people to see that. And, uh, and to see just how genuine the relationships are. And I've been hearing about it for years. Now Kyle's there and he's echoing it. And I've, you know, now Shane Michelle's there. He's echoing it. This is, by the way, this is the first time I, the whole quarterback room is my former draft guys. Okay. Michelle, Kyle and Josh. So it's pretty cool. But, um, you know, so, you know, you got Shane leaving Kansas city, going to Buffalo and it's, so any, no matter who it is, everyone comes in and says the same thing. They go, this is the most unbelievable culture. Mm. Like this everybody hangs everybody does stuff together and that's just unless you played on other teams you don't realize that like that's actually not the norm mm -hmm. and um and so but it, but it starts with with him and i want people to see that i want people to see the how funny he is and then um i just think there's a lot of other just stuff about him that's cool and i think it'd be rad if people saw it and totally respect his decision to pass if that's what he's doing for now and and also you know and there he says like i'm not opposed to it in the future and um, and so I think at some point it would make a lot of sense for him to do it. Um, no, I, I think that the concept of the podcast is awesome. And these conversations are, are so cool because, you know, being in the media and, and being in front of him and talking to him on a weekly basis, there's there's a back and forth. There's a dance that you, you, you do in the NFL. I mean, you, you played in the league. You understand that there's only so much you want to kind of pull back the curtain and let people in. Um, especially when you're competing week to week and looking for any kind of advantage. Um, I'm working on a story though, right now, uh, talking to Stefan Diggs this week, Gabe Davis about what's different about Josh going into this year. And, you know, even Ken Dorsey today mentioned it, that it's, 
it's not a, like a, an overwhelming thing. It's just like a subtle thing where it's a level of focus. It's a confidence. It's a, it's an ownership of the offense and, 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 and a comfortability that's allowing him to kind of take that next step. And everybody around him is seeing him. And now of course, this is an elite quarterback. I mean, how many more steps are there, but as a, as somebody that's super close to him, do you notice that too, going from how last season ended to now going into this year, that there's just this rejuvenation or a different version of him coming into this year? Yes, but I, I feel like it's, I, I don't know that this year's like totally different than any other year. Right. I, um, you know, he, he stays busy and a lot, and all these guys do. I mean, like follow Patrick Mahomes on Instagram, not a lot of couch time. You know what I mean? Not a lot of doing nothing this weekend. Right. All the commercials, all the social, all the philanthropy, all that. So these guys all stay busy. Right. Um, but I think, you know, when he comes back and he does his thing, he sees family, he golfs, he does all the stuff that probably everybody does, right? Um, but I do think, you know, this year, um, you know, we sat in my office where I'm at right now, me and him and a bunch of guys, and we watched Patrick Mahomes win the Super Bowl. And, um, and so I think that there's just a level of whatever you had on the table that wasn't there, you know, Pat went in another one. Kyle coming, I think, is a bigger help. I think Bill's, Ma Bill's Mafia will see that over time. That like, it's not something that shows up on a stat sheet. But I think Kyle, being a smart, savvy backup, who's also very, very close, I think that's going to end up being a value add over time. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's completely locked in, and um, I'm hearing amazing things about how it's gone this off season out in Buffalo. Um, but at the same time, I, I, you know, I feel like every year he's commits himself and what's what the franchise guys have to do. You got to recommit yourself. It's a long year. You're banged up. You're beat up emotionally. There's things that have happened. You got to reset. And, um, and so I think this year, but I, I think the last year, few years he has as well um, is uh, you know, he's just got himself to the right frame of mind and um, and there's no contract stuff. There's no, you know what I mean? It's just like, you can just focus and go ahead. And there's always, there's always drama. There's always team stuff. You know, this offseason it was the digs thing. Next offseason will be another thing. You know, it's that's what playing franchise quarterback is. You're 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 a problem solver. You're putting out fires. You know, you're you lost Dable last offseason. This offseason it was you know whatever's going on. Next offseason will be something different. So um, I think that's what the great ones do is they're able to solve problems in, in real time um, and then reset and recommit themselves uh, every offseason. And you saw on quarterback Kirk Cousins say, "You got to be a little sick to do this because you're getting hammered." all day on Sunday. And then you got to get up and do it like 20 more times. You know what I mean? And it's, and from a preparation standpoint, the part that fans don't get is like, go back to like finals in college, like whatever the most crucial, like I got to pass these classes. That's every single Sunday in the league, mm -hmm. just from a mental perspective, learning that much new stuff, memorizing this many different things, understanding this many different options of what they can do. And then what we can do plus the situational awareness, Plus, there's a little sand that's running out at the end of each play in a shot clock. And then there's also one going for the game clock, too. And there's just all this stuff happening around you um, every week's finals week. And so there's the emotional and the mental side of it, too, that's taxing on guys. But um, with Josh, and I've always said this, you know, I, I've made the comment that I think he's the best athlete to ever play the position. Um, but a lot of quarterbacks who played with him have also said they think that he's one of the or the smartest quarterback they've been in a room with. Oh, I mean, you see, you see it. I mean, the, the operational, um, the way that he's able to kind of ad lib even still, like 
I think there's a certain type of athletic football IQ that comes with, I mean, you could speak to it better than I can, what he does off schedule. Like everybody sees like the stuff, like the improvisation. I, I, I go back to the one play. I think he's done it two or three times on the right sideline where he's kind of evades the pocket, trying to buy his time. And the entire defense is kind of shifting this way. And he waits for, I think it was Gabe Davis on the one play to kind of float back to the left and, and throw the ball right before he steps out of bounds. It's just the, the just situational understanding of the game. Has he always had that? Like, is that when you got him to start, did you see little pieces of that? Or is that something that's kind of grown too? Yeah, I think he's always just seen the field really, really well. And, you know, people talk about, and he's talked about like this videographic memory and he sees things and that's why he remembers every movie. And that's why he has a hundred handshakes. Um, but I think he's just seen the field well. And that's been echoed from other guys that have been in the room, Barkley over the years. Case Keenum was telling me that last year. Kyle's confirming that now. It's just like the way he sees the field, how quickly he sees it. Um, and, I, and I think like the really elite ones do. Um, I always felt, you know, I backed up my brother. And at the time, he was one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Um, we were, you know, we were top three or four offense every year. Mm -hmm. um, so he's playing at a really high level, right? All pro level. And, and, um, and we were running the same offense. You know, he's four years older than me. He had a better arm. He's better than me and all that. But, like, I'm running the same offense. I'm seeing the same thing. I'm standing behind him in practice. He's running the play. And he's seeing stuff I don't see. And I have that play memorized. And I know what coverage it was, too. You know what I mean? And I know yeah. who's running what. Like, I, like, we understand the same information. And we're watching it. And we're seeing it differently. Mm -hmm. And so I, I – and then I backed up some other great ones, too. And, and um, yeah, I think Josh, Josh has the ability to see the field. And so that plays out in terms of going through progressions quickly – that also plays out when you're ad-libbing, you know, and you're seeing this happen, but you're feeling that happen. And um, that one, you don't get to practice a ton. All right, everybody, we're cruising on the Shout Insiders text line, and you can join all of the fun, the back and forth with myself, Ryan Talbot. All you got to do is text 716-528-6727 to become a Shout Insider today. The Shout text line is brought to you by Carrie C. Byer, attorney with the law offices of Francis M. Litro, located at 237 Main Street in Buffalo, New York. If you or someone you know is seriously injured, give him a call at 716-852-1234 or check out litrolaw.com. What's up, everybody? Matt Perino here, one half of the Shout Buffalo Bills football podcast, here today to talk to you about prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, with more than 5 million members. It is the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. You just pick more or less on two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. Testing your skills on prize picks this playoff basketball season is the most simple way to get in on the action. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and submit your lineup. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one fantasy sports app. Download the app today and use code SHOUT, S H O U T, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today and use code SHOUT, S H O U T, for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. How much has your um, QB coach, um, mentor, student relationship evolved as 
and and you might have been asked this before, but I'm just super curious about it. From the time you you started working with him back when he was, you know, before he was drafted to now, when you have a quarterback that grows into what he's become, how has that changed? Like when you guys get out on the field, like is there anything different about how you interact, about how you try to help him? Yeah, absolutely. It evolves every year. Um, so I go back to that COVID year. There was, there was no offseason. That was his jump, mm-hmm. right, from two to three, second to the third year. Um, and uh, there was no offseason. They were on Zoom like two hours a day or whatever. And so it was me, him, Kyle Allen, and Sam Darnold and a handful of high school kids catching balls uh, really for seven and a half months because we started throwing that year in like February, mm-hmm. uh, maybe March. I don't remember. Um we went till the end of July, you know, it, it was no Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And so nobody was there. And so um, that going from like thinking back to that off season, which was pretty much throwing mechanics because you still struggled to control the ball with touch and the accuracy and shallow crosses and in breaking routes and layering the ball was, um, was a huge point of emphasis and really where the misses were. I remember people saying, say in the media and people said a lot of things about him, but like his rookie year, like what's the point of having a huge arm if you can't complete a deep ball? I mean, if you remember back to his rookie year, yeah. it was, deep balls were a struggle. And now Kelvin Benjamin's your number one, right? <laughs> that he wasn't throwing to digs. He wasn't right. But, uh, but still, I mean, a miss is a miss. And so, um, and so like that off season was just so much. I, I help I, at that phase. I try and help guys own their stroke. Mm-hmm. And so like, do you, do you golf at all? Yeah. Yeah, like what's your what's your if you go play tomorrow, what are you gonna shoot? Probably like uh 89. Cool. So if you go shoot an 89 and your first three tee shots, you fade right. Mm-hmm. At some point, what are you gonna start doing to fix that? Shifting my body. You're gonna aim left, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're fading it today and you're off ah, one of those days, like you're gonna <laughs> yeah. start aiming left, yeah. right? You're gonna play the fade. Mm-hmm. But that's not what John Rom does. John Rom right. misses one right. He knows exactly why he missed it and exactly what he needs to do to be able to make that change. He is not going to start aiming right. Mm-hmm. But he also doesn't shoot 89, right? right? <laughs> I'm, I'm a golfer too, so I'm preaching the choir here. And so what happens is, is a lot of quarterbacks, when they don't own their stroke, they don't know what they're actually trying to do physi- physiologically, what, line, how, what leverage they're creating, what lines of tension they're trying to load. When you don't understand that, and that's not taught in high school or college, or, or, the, or the pros, by the way. Uh, that's taught by private guys right now mm-hmm. and so when you don't know and you, let's say josh would overthrow a deep ball well then you what would you do you'd short arm it you take something off of it mm-hmm. well now it doesn't spin right now it's a little bit of a guess right so that off season was so much about owning your stroke and and one being able to do it correctly so i have like a process with with learning anything new physically one we need to execute the pattern correctly okay so execute it correctly then we add resistance to -hmm. strengthen that movement then we add tempo okay pick it up now speed it up a little bit okay then we turn it into a reactionary um exercise so you're i'm reacting and then having to do it so i've removed the ability to think about what i'm going to do i got to react and so if you just jump right to the reaction one then you don't actually understand what you're doing here Mm -hmm. and so um those that seven months or whatever it was to slow it down you know and just let's play catch for an hour and a half and hit the same spot and feel different things. Then the next off season, then he has this breakout years, third year, the next off season was okay. Now let's get back to a great platform. Can okay, the next off season. And so it's just built on it where 
Um, now it's, it's less mechanics and more other stuff. And that's more, you know, private conversations around it, things that I can do to help guys. No, that's really cool. Um, last one before I, uh, we wrap up here and, and maybe talk about some of the plans that you have for quarterback room this season, Dalton Kincaid, uh, coming to, to Buffalo. I mean, there's so much excitement within the fan base. You could sense the excitement, you know, amongst the players and, and the coaches from your perspective, how important is that piece and, and how, how important has it been that it's been missing maybe that, you know, middle of the field, short and intermediate area target that they're maybe hoping that he can kind of become a la Cole Beasley a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think, um, I think what one thing is that stood out to me. So I've, I've been working with Cam rising for a few years, the Utah okay. quarterback. Okay. okay. And I work with Utah right now. They're, they're, they're a client of mine. And, and uh, so I spend a lot of time at Utah, go out there a lot. And, um, and they're rolling by the way. Mm. And, one thing that stood out to me is the strength coach who's been there forever told me that Dalton Kincaid pound for pound is the most fluid combination of fluidity and explosion. He's the most fluid and explosive athlete they've had there. And he's been there forever. Mm-hmm. A head coach has been there for like 18 years. Office coordinator has been there for like 13 years. Strength coach has been there for like 15 years. Think about how many athletes come through Utah. There's a lot of Polynesians, mm-hmm. right? Who are, I, I grew up in a heavy, heavy Polynesian community in South Orange County. I mean, half my team is Polynesians. Those are some very explosive, very fluid athletes as a yeah. subset of as a culture and a subset of people, right? They've had a lot of first and second round picks out of Utah. A lot of DBs out of there, a lot of linebackers out of there, all that. So that was a strong statement by a guy who's kind of got no BS, mm-hmm. right? So that originally was what I heard about Dalton going into last year. And then watching all this tape and working with Cam and then working with Dalton and seeing it. And I think what's really cool about Dalton is – he doesn't look just like Kelsey. He doesn't look super explosive. It's not like he's pumping his arms like crazy. And he's, you know what I mean? But when you throw him an out route and you put it three yards too far outside and he, and he just smooths his way out there and then catches it right here. You, you see the explosion and the fluidity when he changes direction. Mm-hmm. And so there's two things that are exciting about that. One is for obvious reasons. Like you can throw him open. Because he has the ability to accelerate through the catch, and a lot usually it's usually it's little fast guys like Steph Diggs. If you overthrow him on a deep ball, he has the ability to. There's another gear, mm-hmm. right? And I play with some guys who had that. Ironically, I play with Chris Henry, rest in peace. Who, if you overthrew him by seven or eight yards, he put his head down, and all of a sudden you catch him behind him. Wow. But Chad Ochocinco did not have that. Mm. He was not an extra gear down the field guy. He wasn't a deep ball guy mm-hmm. like some of these other guys. Randy Moss had that. Not that many tight ends have that. Right. So one that's exciting about Dalton is you throw him open. Okay. So what might look covered when the ball leaves my hand, when you build, develop that feel and that touch and trust that I can put it out there, you then over time, completion, you know, targets, completion, all that stuff goes up. The second thing is you can play a long time with that. Because if you look at like Jason Witten at the end of his career, Tony Gonzalez at the end of his career, we'll say this about Travis Kelsey for the next six years is they'll be running five 140s and still be effective. Hmm. I mean, Jason Witten at the end of his career was running like a five, like he would catch a ball on the seam and linebackers would catch him every day. Mm-hmm. But he still have 100 catches a year. Hmm. Because it, it played like that, that style of carry speed through my break, change of direction, fluidity, injury-wise, concussions, all that stuff's a different, but you can play forever. 
at tight end because you don't have to win with speed if you have feel, angle, situational awareness, spatial awareness, all those things. So I think Dalton's going to be a great rookie. I think Dalton's going to play until he doesn't want to play anymore at a very high level. And those are two really exciting things about Buffalo. And if you think, look what Brandon Bean's done, the players they want to keep are there. You know what I mean? He figures yeah. it out. And so, you know, key key pieces that they need to have in place there are going to be in place there. And uh, and so I'm really, really bullish on Dalton Kincaid. Um, and then he's played big games, too. So the moment's not going to be too big. And there's just a peace of mind and a comfortability that comes with playing with a guy like Josh, where everything is actually always fun. And you are you are you know what I mean? It is a low, low stress, low pressure environment, even in that huddle on third down, because there's so much like playfulness and fun. And then, all right, here we go. And I think that's really helpful for, for young guys to step into big moment Super Bowl teams and play well is when you can eliminate, um, you know, the extra anxiety that comes with a stressful huddle or a stressful work day or a lot of pressure from the staff and from the coaching staff and from the quarterback. And that's not what it is in Buffalo. And so uh, I'm bullish on on Dalton. Awesome stuff. I love um, all the overs on him. <laughs> all right. All right. Some good intel at the end of this thing. Now a quick word from our sponsor. Tops Friendly Markets, ready to serve fan favorite. Let Tops do the cooking and you'll be the MVP. It's per perfect for game day or any day. Visit Tops Carryout Cafe. Hot to go, fresh, large cheese and pepperoni pizza, $15. Jumbo chicken wings, 10 count, $14. The legendary Tops Breakfast Pizza. Get yourself a large for $20. Pizza or taco logs, six count, eight. 49 baby back rib sections, five 99 a pound sub sandwiches, wraps, apps, sides, and so much more visit topsmarkets.com backwards slash red zone for the complete menu of ready to enjoy fan favorites. So QB room this season, uh, you got the Josh episode up. You mentioned Caleb. I saw Jared Goff. Uh, I'll be interested to, to listen to, the, uh, to that one. Jared Goff is so far Kyle and I's favorite interview we've ever done. And oh, really? Done some, some guys. Yeah. Okay. A little Jared preview. Goff, what, what's there. good about it? Goff is, I said this in the beginning, I said, if you were to go around to all the quarter, all the starting quarterbacks or relevant guys in the NFL, and you were to have them list their favorite dudes to kick it with, people don't realize Jared Goff is like closet, like really high on everybody's list. Like everybody okay. loves Goff. Okay. Just the fan base doesn't know him. He doesn't care about social media. He doesn't put himself out there. Doesn't really care if you think that or not, but low key, like everybody loves Goff. And I've known him since high school. That's really cool. Um, what else do you have uh, planned for this season? Anything? Or do you kind of just like take it as it comes and kind of put it together on the fly? Yeah, we've got commitments from every big name. Wow. Aaron and Pat, everybody on down. So um, I think we got Trevor this week uh, coming up. Nice. And uh, and we'll go from there. And as college picks up, um, then, uh, then we'll start adding in some more of the college guys. We started off with Caleb Williams um, in episode one, which is a fascinating conversation. Um, but uh, But yeah, I mean, these aren't interviews. These are the QB room, just like we've got feet on the desk, kicking it, talking. Um, and so guys are a lot more candid. They drop F-bombs. We talk about what they do in the off season. We talk about partying. We talk about, you know, we talk about what quarterbacks talk about in the room. And so, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a way more low key. We're not, we're not, we, we do get into ball a little bit, but, um, but it's just an opportunity for Like if you're a Lions fan, you're crazy. If you don't watch that episode, if you're part of Bill's Mafia, and you haven't seen both these interviews, you missed out on an opportunity to learn more about the guy. Jordan Palmer, awesome stuff. Thanks for the time, my man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
boom good to go yep thanks so much man it was awesome great conversation yeah hey do you ever use riverside no is it good so riverside's great because it records natively locally so when we have we use riverside for ours one it's easy to get on you know send a link and click 